Welcome to Chip Tooth Podcast, episode number 61. We're live, baby. Nice. You tricked me into that real quick. Yeah, so... Um, sprung that upon me. Yeah. Uh, you don't need any sort of warning. I start the episode, so you can... So it's fine. Like, I always do the intro. Yeah, we're not professional. We don't count in. No. Every we, time. You, not every time. Although, I do like the three, two, one, got a blast, and then let's go. That was a tradition that lasted like two episodes. Yeah. Head to the stars. Yeah. Um, so, Ben, I hope you've had a good week. Uh, it's been okay. Yeah. Sort of productive. How about you? Yeah. I um, We went and got the house inspected that we were uh, hopefully buying. We talked about that last episode, right? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. Um, but uh, went and got it inspected. Pretty much everything's good. There's some, I guess, some bats were up above the um, oh, up, shit, up above the garage for some amount of time. You can't live there now. Yeah, well, for some amount of time, I don't Come know. If, I don't know if they're still up there, but there is a um, they. So there's there's like a pile of shit up there, right? Guapo. Yeah, no, guano. Guano, that's what it is. Guapo is handsome. In oh, you're right, you're right. Just got a pile of guapo yeah, up it's there. A pile of handsome. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> it's so interesting that guano and guapo are so similar sounding. Yeah. So I guess they, it's not the same language. It might be. Uh, who knows? Who cares? Uh, but anyway, so apparently there is a fungus that grows in their feces and it's way worse like in soil than it is just if it's on a hard surface, mm-hmm. but it can grow that especially over time for how long it's probably been piling up. Uh, it can grow a fungus and uh, as well as their urine um, is toxic, but that that fungus can cause essentially coronavirus is it's similar like symptoms like headache, hard to breathe, yeah. like that fungus you inhale it and then like it gives you, Vampire so, powers? I wish, dude. If that was the case, dude, fuck it, bro. I'd go up there and mess around in it. <laughs> Just roll around in the guano? Yeah. Apparently, if you don't move it, it's not really a problem. But if you touch it, it can be uh, spores will, will infect you. And then it'll probably spread and can start growing other places. So you said you can touch it, you can't move it. So no, you can't touch it. Oh, okay. I'm just saying like if... Because if you touch it, then you're going to get it on your hands. Sure. And then I don't know if it can get through your skin. But I do know. That yeah. if you disturb it, then the spores go up into the air. And you breathe that shit right in. Yeah, and um, it causes like difficulty breathing, and I'm sure it does other shit. Um, yeah, That's interesting. Yeah, but uh, similar so, that is to the pandemic going on. Yeah, so we have a. Um, so the concern is that it's a health hazard. So we're asking them to cover that, and um, we'll have to what, see removal and cleaning. Yeah, so you so you have to get a professional person. Basically, it's like a professional shit shoveler. Kind of. So they go up there with like a vacuum of sorts that'll suck it all up, but it has obviously crazy filters on it. Um, and then you have to spray a disinfectant throughout the entire space. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's just above the garage. So like it, it wouldn't ruin our lives to not have the storage space above, above the garage right now because we don't have that much stuff. Um, yeah, but you want to at least clean it out so it's not going to become a yeah. further issue. And with it being as expensive as it is, it, like, our our inspector said, you know, the cheapest he's ever seen is seventeen hundred, hmm. but it's probably closer to two thousand, um, which I don't want to pay for. Um, sure, especially in a brand new house. And also, you know, if you when you not move brand in, new, but you know, well, yeah, brand but, new to you. 
But if you move into a house, you don't want to be the person responsible for cleaning it because you don't want, because if somebody gets sick, I'm like, if we move in without them fixing it and I'm like, oh, we'll just pay somebody to do it. And then one of us gets sick. I'm going to blame myself. Like, oh, I should have really pushed them on it. Mm -hmm. Now here's the problem. Um, We have until when this comes out Friday at midnight, right? So midnight for your like 10 days for due diligence. Yeah. Um, and they have until I think midnight tonight when we're recording on Wednesday to tell us if they're going to do it or not. Oh, so it's like a standoff. So it's like, so if they don't, so if they come back and say, no, we only have two days. Otherwise we lose our earnest money Hmm. because if we back out after the 10 days, then they get to keep our, our money that we put. So you put down some amount or whatever. And to show them that we were serious, we did 2000. Um, so we put down 2000 if we back out of purchasing the house after Friday at midnight then we'll lose that then we lose that and they get to keep it. So it's a very special time right now for you. We just don't really have like much time for them to get back to us and then for us to figure out like what do we do? Like if it's possible to clean it out and stuff. Well, like I I don't want it to be that way and I I told Charlie this is the hill we have to die on. I want this to be the hill we die on. Or at so least just get them to if, clean it if for nothing else or if at least make them think that that's the case, that we yeah, will like walk away. Out. Yes. Well, yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. That's how you get shit done. Yeah. So, um, like we also threw in a handful of other items, um, but we are fine with not, I would rather them do them than not. But like, I mean, we can, it's not like crazy. Expensive. It's not a higher priority than a shit pile and that could kill you yeah no i i would um i would much rather them take care of that than the caulking around a window i can fix that yeah um i don't want to fix but i don't want to because i who knows what else i'm gonna find while i'm out there but um i would rather them do it but still you know like that's something that is that we can go a couple months without doing honestly we probably go a couple years without doing it'll be fine you'd probably go forever honestly (laughs) Yeah, I'm just um, I'm just upping what you're saying. Yeah, but you know, w- but with that, that that would have to be fixed immediately, and that's not something I feel like spending money on. Yeah, sure. Especially when we're buying a house, at, like we ended up going to their asking price. Granted, they're covering closing, but still, like we're giving you basically full what, asking price. Yeah, what you asked for. So fucking help us out. I doubt they're listening, but if you are, <laughs> come on, man. I feel like they would. Like I feel like that. Well, it's a health hazard, so but you'd think. I feel like it's like a part of the house that they probably never looked at, so they, they just forgot about there. it. Did they get inspections themselves, like for like appraisals and whatnot? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I do know that they um they have some stuff up there, and the guy who inspected it was like they on they shouldn't have shit like stuff up there. It's like they definitely shouldn't because they're gonna go up there and grab the boxes. It probably has shit or piss on it or the fungus on it. It's mm-hmm. like they probably shouldn't be. Um, storing things um, but you know like they I really would like for them to, to fix that yeah sure actually while we're here let me text my wife and see if she can text our real estate agent well speaking of houses too I think we talked about me moving last episode as well and we finally because for anybody listening that's ever tried to rent a place because I know you going through the same shit looking for like eight months for a house it's been the same shit for this rental stuff except things move real quick because it's like oh you got to find a spot 
And what am I too loud? I'm trying. I'm trying to be quiet because I feel like I feel like the mic's closer to my face. No, don't. All right. Sorry. Shop talk. Um. But yeah, with the rental stuff, it's like you, you look at a house, and of course you want to see the house if you're you know going to be living in it for the next year and paying all this money. Um. And for the past six houses that we've seen, either I think out of one or two we didn't like really it was like revealing to see the place instead of the pictures but then the other ones like they're gone day of or day after before like we even put in an application and that's the biggest fear is like we don't want six credit checks going on it only does one no i i'm saying for so, each place but what i'm saying is that as far as the credit check goes like at least like for mortgages and it's probably the same with like renting so if you're going through and like rent and like trying to find a rent, you have like three months or a month or something that you have like some leeway that after the first one you have like a certain amount of time that you can well, get that's, checked. That's news to me though. <clears throat> because so I know with mortgages, like with us, there's like a month that you can go and get as many credit checks and not have for a mortgage happen to you. Yes, um, I, don't, I don't know if it works the same with renting though. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe not as not the same, but who knows? Maybe that. That'd be nice. But either way, we finally just put our first application in at a place that we hopefully get. Um, because we literally just, we haven't even been to it yet, but we've seen the pictures. We like it. It's decent as far as location and stuff. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that, that brings to light all of the uh, remote podcasting we're going to have to do. And possibly the addition of a visual component. Yeah. I'm like cool every other piece of content you watch now. Like yeah. Whatever everything's, you watch. everything's over zoom. Yeah. Um, hmm. let's see. I think that'll change things. What do you mean? I don't know. I feel like, I think I talked about this last episode, if not after the episode, but doing a zoom call, like we, like the, this format that we've done for 61 episodes, more or less, because I think one or two were different. Well, the beginning was a little different, but the same basic premise of being face-to-face. Um, but I don't know. We kind of bullshit around for a second, and mm-hmm. then we hit record, and then we're looking at each other. I feel like we're going to be – like all the talking over each other is going to be a lot worse. Maybe. <laughs> or, or a lot better. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I think that it will take some – it will definitely take some getting used to and some uh, adjustment on both of our ends. Um, but there will be – we will be forced to have visual. I guess not necessarily. We don't have to record the visual. But yeah, Fine. it's a good idea to do it. Fine, Ben. I'm just, you're saying we're forced. Well, so we've been talking about doing a visual for over 40 episodes. No, I'm with you there. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously uh, a Zoom call visual is not the best thing. Why? It's usually, it's based on your camera. Yeah, I know. But when we talked about a video podcast, it was all about. Like setting up a some sort of, I don't know, visual like, like setup space, not like a stage, but like something like that, like a studio. Yeah, something <clears throat> like that. I mean, it's no different, man. I guess it would just be <clears throat> a stepping stone. Yeah, I mean, eventually we can maybe about like two hundred <clears throat> or something. We'll have like 
a place like we can rent out a little. Oh yeah, right. Dude. <laughs> I fucking yeah. I mean, when if, when, uh, if, when Chip Tooth Podcast is number one in whatever category we put it in. I mean, at the current pace that we're moving, we're looking at uh, we'll have see probably thirty listeners by two hundred episodes, oh, okay. which will be fucking great. That'd be cool. That'd be primo, dude. Because right now we're sitting at like five. Hey, but we love the we love you, five listeners. This will be like a time capsule too. If we actually do have more, if we don't, then it won't matter. <laughs> well, even if we do, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But I, it, it is fun to like the concept of growing a podcast uh, is an ex- is a fun thing to think about. The problem is that it takes work. I know, and that's why I think we've abandoned it. As far as like uh, you know, because I like we've always talked about how the genuine genuinity. Whatever word you want to use. Is that a word? Genuineness? Genuineness? Is that a thing? What is it? I, I don't know. Genuinity? Is that, that a word? That feels like a bullshit word that you just Genuineness. Either way. Like, that's always been a pillar of why we do it. Because it's just not like we're per, like producing anything that's worth anything crazier. Which is still fun to think about, but... I don't it's know. We'll the see where... genuineness. Genuineness. The sincerity. So, so my word is ridiculous yeah your words bullshit um but yeah no i i think that i don't know it's more laziness on my part um seeing as how i own the facebook page and the group and i don't post stuff in the group i don't post stuff on the page i don't share anything yeah but it's not like that it's not like somebody wrote a book on how to do it like there is ways to look at people and see how it's done but there are books you think there's actual facebook marketing books i own them okay well yes. then, maybe it is your fault, <laughs> and I know it is because I like we're I've, a team. Though, come on, I've told you before, I don't do Ben. Anything on the socials, I have told you before that I I went through a phase where like marketing was my thing. Like oh, yeah. I just wanted to you learn how to, to sell, market uh, tights or something, right? Uh, I, yeah, that, I mean that was a fucking joke. That was fucking <laughs> stupid. That was me and oh, speaking of that, me and you, Brandon, you and uh. No, uh, Charlie. Did we ever even talk? We didn't even bring it up, did we? Uh, I might have brought it up, but oh yeah, we did because we talked about merch. Yeah, so Charlie and I were talking about like doing a Shopify store. Was it with Shopify? Shirts. Yeah, because I was because I was looking at this. Okay, so there's another thing called ShipStation, but I don't think it's the same thing. It's not like because Shopify is like actually making your own stuff, but ShipStation is like like a some kind of way to get everything shipped out. Yeah, so Shopify had it's basically it's just a platform that a lot of people use. Like a lot of people use it um, to do wholesale, like sell, like marketing. I guess right. So what right. it is is that you go and you find items that sell like from whole or wholesale, basically from like Alibaba or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. it's like super cheap shit, or or even American like companies too. Um, but what you do is you put them on your website and you mark them up so right. that you make a profit off of ship, like after shipping all that stuff. Right. And it, you're usually looking at like a $5 like markup. Sure. So you're usually making about five bucks profit after all is said and done. But really if you're doing it right, the whole point is, so it sucks. And the reason why I don't do it is because it's fucking annoying. But what you do is you're the whole point is like upsell, right? Upcharge, mm-hmm. like that. So you're supposed to. So like for real marketing, if you have like your own personal product, what you do is you give out something free. Like say somebody has a barbecue sauce, right? 
They're like, ooh, I want to sure. sell, I want to sell my family's barbecue sauce recipe. So what you do is, uh, somebody like you just promote your this like landing page that basically is a single page. It has like a hey, if you give us your email, here's this free, like, r- like here here's a free recipe book for like rubs or something, right? Or like here's a free um like barbecue recipe book, right? right. Um, and then on top of that, you say okay, and then once they type in their email to get it, then basically they're subscribed to your emails, and you send out emails like once a week, once a day, whatever uh, makes sense for your company. Um, for something like the, the sauce, whatever, like you would send an initial email and you're like, Hey, thanks for joining. Like here's 10% off whatever your first order. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's called a sales funnel. So what you do is then if they don't answer, you have an automatic thing that sends out another uh, email. It's like the next day. And it's like, Hey, we saw like, Hey, you didn't open like, Oh, you just, here's your 10% sure, off again. Kind of right? hook. So it's kind of the same sort of thing. But then once they buy one, then something pops up be like, oh, people also purchased this or, hey, up, in, hey, instead of doing this, buy this bundle and you save however much or whatever. And, the, and it's five different flavors, right? Um, but then once you do that, then you can then you can say like, hey, here's a subscription and we'll automatically send you a new bottle every month or whatever. Right. And then For that's a cheaper price. So, so the whole point is that you're making your money on the back end. You're not making the money off the front. So you put you put a bunch of money into your um to your ads and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So you promote it through Facebook or Google AdSense and you spend money and you actually your whole point is to break even off that first sale. Mm-hmm. Like you're not supposed to make any money off of it. If anything, you probably lose money on the first sale. Mm-hmm. So you spend like ten dollars per person who who uh ends up buying, right? And you only and actually off the product you're only making nine bucks. Um well, then you try to catch them with that upcharge. Now you have free customers who already signed up for your emails, mm-hmm. or whatever. So now they're receiving emails, and now it no longer you're no longer having to pay to advertise to them. So then now it's free. It's a free customer, quote unquote. So then everything they purchase after that is just profit. Hmm. Um, so that's why I never did it because I don't have the fucking patience. And um, oh, yeah, multi-step deal. I also don't want to fucking sit down. Do copyright all the time. I don't want to sell barbecue sauce. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I I don't want to write copy all the time, like fucking writing emails every day. Like, fuck that, dude. It's too much. Yeah, it's definitely something you do at like a full-time gig. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've taken course after course doing, like, to learn how to do this shit, and I just am too lazy. I mean, one day when there's another pandemic and you don't go to work, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, like... I guess I know that I know how to do it. Sure. I'm just lazy. And you're, you're confident with that. I'm pretty confident in like knowing how to no, do I, it. I don't mean confident. I mean like you're, you're content with that. You're <laughs> complacent with just that. Yeah. I'm content just knowing how to. Right. Cause the I, potential is there. It's so funny. Cause like Charlie's aunt has this like little store, like, or like a little booth in a store here locally. Mm-hmm. That's like this, um, basically it's just a bunch of people. Who, it's a building that basically they just rent out space to people and then people sell stuff or whatever. Right. right. Um, well before she had that, she was doing like online ads or whatever, or just like word of mouth, like selling wood, like stuff that she makes out of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, here is how you do marketing. 
And like, I'm just like explaining it to her and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Is she okay. implementing any of that? No, no, of course not. I mean, it's just like, I mean, if it's just funny. sells itself, I mean, and well, she's fine with that. Well, it's just funny. Cause like, I'll sit there and like my mom went through a phase where she was doing like advertising stuff for something. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, here's how you do advertising. Right. Let me help you. Like, this is like, it's fun to just know it and be able to, but it's fun. I'll like spout out like all this information and people are like, why aren't you using it? Like, cause I don't fucking want to. Like, this isn't my dream. My dream is not to your head's filled sell with shit that you don't even want. Well, that's that's literally my life, right? My life is filled with just like stupid fucking knowledge that serves <laughs> no purpose whatsoever. Works well in trivia. Yes, Sometimes. I mean, and, and that's where I got it. It's like me and my dad would watch Jeopardy, shit like that, or like we just know stupid stuff you don't need to know. Right. And like my head is just filled with knowledge that I just don't need, and I just think about it sometimes, like. What, how much processor am I like? How much of my RAM am I using just having this stuff floating around in my brain? How much of my hard drive is being taken up by just useless, just unnecessary knowledge that doesn't serve any purpose? My dad always says, um, it was like a huge joke for the longest time. It was like, oh, you were like a genius until you turned like 10. <laughs> and like, it was just like I, I hit a certain age and I, he thinks everything went in one year and out the other. After that, I was already capped at 10. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I graduated high school with, you know, flying colors. So is, is there some, I wonder if there is like some scientific amount of like a cap on knowledge at some point, there's like some amount of diminishing returns, rather you're losing knowledge like that you don't use I don't, I don't think or so. if you're just like continuously, if, if you're constantly like studying everything, I know there's like, you only retain 10% of like what you learn. Right. Sure. So you have to constantly relearn things. Right. Um, but I wonder if there's like a cap to where like you just start forgetting shit that doesn't matter. Well, I think there's a process in which if if you if you are constantly inundated with uh, a subject or like whatever you're learning, some of that stuff transfers to your, like your subconscious knowledge. Like you just yeah. can do something because you know how to do it, and it becomes something that like you don't even think about, or like it's still knowledge that you have, but it's like just something you do. Like a job or, yeah. you know, like if you're taking a math, like a math course and then like you get to the point where all of this is easy and then you're able to move on to the next thing. And like, that's a big part of it as well as like the, if, if it's knowledge that builds on top of other knowledge, like all your grade school shit, it's like, like if you do it right, all of that stuff, knowing like how to do simple addition it eventually gets you like where addition is nothing and you can do, yeah, you can do formulas and all kinds of, you know, calculus and whatnot. Yeah. I just think, you know, like obviously things are like stepping stones. You don't forget. Like I, I can do, I can do addition in my head pretty easily. Like even big numbers, even big numbers. Like like triple digits. Like, holy shit. Like four digits. Oh fuck. (laughs) Yeah. It's very crazy. Um, no, like, like I, like my, when I'm at work or whatever, like if I'm talking to my boss and he's like, oh yeah, it's this, this, and plus this and whatever, I'll be like, like I'll sit there and while he's doing it on the calculator, like I'll just be like, this is it. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, wow, dude, your dick is huge. And that's exactly what he does. It, that's hilarious. Cause that's actually something he said to me before. <laughs> Trust me. I've, I've had the same reaction. <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, but I just want, I guess there is some amount of diminishing return where if you're focusing on something, right. And you're like, you're learning like all this, all this new stuff, but you're not going back to like 
certain thing. Like, I don't know. Like if I don't, if, if I knew a ton about history, right. Mm-hmm. And then I started focusing all on science. I'm sure there's, there's obviously an amount of hi- uh, like, there's some amount of history that I would forget. Sure. It's like same with like, I guess song lyrics, right? Like you, you learn like all these song lyrics and then you go back to like an old song and some of them you remember and some of them you don't. Right. I guess it's just, I feel of, like there's also, uh, I hate to keep referencing grade school. Cause obviously we're talking about bigger, like tasks or just trivia shit or whatever. But I feel like attaching things uh, or items that you're learning to like memories or some sort, you know, like they always talk about mnemonic devices or whatnot, but yeah, even on top of that, like it's like what they tell you to chew gum when you're studying and then chew gum when you're taking a test or something like that. Cause yeah. it'll like hopefully trigger your brain to do something like, uh, like all that subconscious, whatever absorption goes you know, it's it's somewhere in your head. Like yeah. I wouldn't, I I don't know. You think about like SpongeBob with the file cabinets. Oh, or something yeah. Like that. Ah, ah, Where's like what's, I, obviously, where's his name? Where's the name? <laughs> what's my name? Uh, yeah, and it's like obviously that can be a fun, uh, comic idea of what is in your head. But I feel like that kind of stuff exists more for people who are quote unquote, uh, what do you call that? Photographic memory. Yeah, where they actually go, like they actually. Have to like cycle through. Yeah, they like they know something and they can get read you <clears throat> from their brain exactly what it says somewhere yeah. in a book, you know. Versus like us, where it's well, at least me, it's like something I knew about. I could tell you about it, or I could get to the point of something of what we're trying to describe. Um, but you know, I can't like list you the fucking Webster's dictionary definition of it. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I mean, so we. A lot of what, like the way that our brains work, I would say, seeing as how we don't have photographic memory is through repetition is how you remember something. Sure. Or it's from like seeing something or like, um, or it's something that I guess, I don't know, like you said, it's kind of connected to a memory, right? You're connected to like, even like when you talk, what I was trying to get to too, is like you're saying science and history. There's a lot of crossover there. Yeah. Like, and it, a lot of like, obviously, uh, like when you're trying to do a scientific, like a chemistry equation or, you know, something like that, it's not going to link to be like, oh, yeah, uh, Marie Curie did this or something, you know, you're not going to necessarily make that attachment, but like maybe something, a date or a year when something was discovered is like, it's maybe more history, but it has that scientific feel to it. So I don't, I don't know if that makes sense for what we're well, explaining, but yeah, I mean, but on top of connecting like, Oh, I was I was listening to this comedian, and they had this whole bit on yes this uh, this subject, and and I just absorbed that on top of whatever like my basic knowledge that I had of something, and then it just clicks in your brain forever because you have that story that links to it. So what I was just about to say, and you kind of just touched on it, is I think that there's also some amount of like emotion that. Like if if it's tied to an emotion or something, right? Like if you're really excited about learning something, mm-hmm. I feel like you're more likely to remember it because yeah. you're excited about it and you kind of remember the way you feel about it. Like with comedy, if somebody makes a joke that's based off of history, right? It's like it's something that sticks in your brain. Like you'll remember just because you found the joke so funny, right? Like you just love the joke. Sure. Um, and it, like there's just something that clicks and like the combination of emotion plus knowledge i feel like it's kind of intertwined in some way like i I, like how people say that your 
that when you're afraid, right, or like you have some amount of fear, you you tend to remember it, right? Or like you remember trauma better than you remember happy because your body is like, I guess the way that your brain develops through evolution, there's some amount of like evolutionary trait that is helpful, I guess, so you remember like the situation that you got that you were put in, mm-hmm. so you remember to stay away from it. But like, you tend to remember those situations a little bit better, or whether or not it eventually skews in your brain, but there's some amount of like, okay, I remember this feeling. And I remember like where, like what the situation was at least. Sure. Um, and I think that there's some amount of like heightened sense of awareness and memory that comes with that. So um, that's what they should do in like classes, just right? Fucking just, scare, like bring out a gun and aim at everybody's okay, head. Well, we don't need to go that far. <laughs> two yeah, plus just, two equals four, motherfucker. Just, that would scare me. Of course, that would just desensitize students immediately. To guns, hell yeah. Well, guns, but also just fear. That would be great, dude. A society of no fear. Actually, that would probably be bad. It'd probably be pretty. Lead insane. to a lot of. There'd probably be a lot of crime. Eh, it depends on how they interpret the fear. I don't know because, like, I think. Here we go. Uh-oh. I'm about to say something that might get us canceled. Um, a big reason why there's violent crime in the inner cities is because when you grow up around it, you get desensitized to it and you're no longer afraid of it. They're, okay. Or, or the sa- you're at least not the same amount of fear involved in in like violent crime or organized crime in general because you grow up around it and you don't know anything I would, different. I, I would wager to say when inner city or um, an area that's not necessarily kept up with, you know, like there's homeless people, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's you definitely tell the difference between somebody who's lived in a city with homeless people versus somebody who's just driving through and is rolling up their windows and is, like, making this whole story to the guy because they don't want to give him $2 or something. Yeah. Well, I'm, like, I never grew up in a city that, that had, like, homelessness around yeah, it. Yeah, but... However, we're, I go we through, still know like, I drive through Atlanta, right? Yeah. Like, I see a homeless dude, I just keep my windows down. I just don't look at him. You know, it's whatever. Like, you you just know not to well, there, engage. It's not that it's, like, a, a bias or, like, some unconscious thing that you're like, oh, shit, I'm just going to keep my windows. It's just, like, it's almost, like, just a routine. Because this guy, of course, I'm assuming, well, just for example, a homeless man that yeah. sits on a corner for however many hours a day. He knows he's going to look at 10,000 people. Yeah. And most of them are not going <clears> to even look at him. For sure. So well, it's like, like a, it's like a, I don't want to use the word etiquette, but like it just like routine, I guess. Well, there's an understanding that he's not going to get everybody and yeah. he's only going to, he's not going to go and step up and like ask everybody for change or just stand there. And if somebody sticks their hand out the window with some cash, he'll go pick it up. Yeah. Or, um, or, you know, even maybe that guy, you know, develops, uh, some sort of, uh, system for how he targets people. Like, the guy in the BMW is probably not going to give him shit, but the guy uh, or the kid or the... Driving the Dodge Dart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, also, it's like, you look... He probably also could look and be like, this person's an adult who obviously lives in Atlanta. Sure. He's not going to give me money. However, this teenager... Yeah. He's probably more this likely to give... student. Yeah, he's probably more likely to give me some cash. Just because... still hasn't been <clears throat> chewed up and spitting out <clears throat> by the world. Yeah, pretty much, right? They don't They don't have the... The I worked for this money sort of mentality the same way. Right. I remember, <laughs> not that this story connects as much, but it was, we used to go, when I was at Georgia State, we um, we went to this pizza place. It was literally a dollar a slice. 
Like they were losing money somehow. I don't know if it's some business still, but I mean, this is years ago, but they were literally doing dollar, dollar slice. And it was like, well, we want to get a whole pizza. And there was no up. He was like, all right, 12 pieces for $12. That's dope. So we were like, fuck yeah, we go there. Like he's definitely making money off that $12 for a pizza though. Well, it's 12 pieces. That's $12. But he's making money yeah, off sure. that for they, sure. And I'm, I'm sure at the same time, a dollar a Even piece, a dollar he's probably. probably, yeah, making 10 cent pizzas or something. I don't know. But to me, it was like, there's so many people here for a dollar. Maybe he's, maybe they got it figured out. They're probably making know. a killing. I mean, New York, they their rent is probably insane. But just because they see so many people, they might only be making 10 cents off each slice. But when you see that many people, you're obviously going to like. Yeah. So maybe <clears> he's not. Maybe they, it's just a great marketing whatever it is great dude it is um, great. but you anyway, pizza yeah. fucking <laughs> dollar pizza dude i fucking bought three pieces when i went to new york and we just fucking sat in there and every single day i wanted to go back to that same pizza place and get pizza oh. and luckily there's like there's like four on every block so you can just fucking roll up in any pizza place always a dollar fucking rules dude <clears throat> that pizza slaps so fucking hard like that's the only thing i miss about new york is that pizza Gotcha. It's crazy. <laughs> Speaking of, I uh, I, did, I'm like I know I'm sorry. Through my I'm sorry. Shit. <laughs> uh, do you know that Donald Trump has an ice skating rink in like, Central Park? Just, just a, it's like his Trump, own it's personal like, rink. It's like no, it's like oh, Trump's, like okay, I, Trump. So rink. Like, I went and, and and I have some pictures of me skating there. Oh, okay. Just a so like thing a, I thought of. I guess it's like a. He just bought. He just it's just there just every it. every winter or something. Yeah, he just bought it and just has his name on it. You know, same oh, as everything. Okay. Right. That he owns. Or the company or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But anyways, your story. But yeah, we, because from where that pizza place was to back to our dorms or living spaces, it was like crossing over like a bunch of different camps of homeless people. And uh, none of us had cash because we're college students. So we didn't, we're, none of us, I think, were working at the time. So like we didn't have any cash. We just had cards or like meal plan shit, you know. So we were like, oh, shit. Well, we don't have anything, but we're about to go to this pizza place and then come back this way. Like, we'll just buy a bunch of pizza. Yeah. And, of course, it's kind of like, so, like because obviously you want to ask first because somebody, somebody's going to be like, why are you giving me fucking pizza? I need a, a house. I yeah. need a place to keep know. me warm. But <clears throat> the, these guys were cool, and they, they were like, yeah, hell yeah, pizza would be great. So Yeah. Like, uh, I, I tend to try. We ended up buying, like, three pizzas worth I, of stuff. I tend to try and give uh, people who are asking for money food. Because I'm like, I'll just give you food, man. Like, uh, I'm, like, I'll just go down the street and buy you like a big ass thing of water and get well, you yeah, some biscuits it, or whatever. Unfortunately, and, there's, uh, yeah, there's the stigma of like when you give a guy money, is it what's he going to use the money for? You know? Yeah, and and I mean that that's part of it, but it's also like, I don't know. You're sitting here if you don't have money, like for clothes. I doubt like you probably make enough money to buy yourself food, but also like why waste your money on the food or whatever i don't know like i'm like i'll just buy you food like i'm going to get something to eat anyways like let me get you something or whatever yeah like and um my dad actually there was this um there's this homeless dude when my dad worked in downtown that was always there he always sat on like the same bench my dad would like he just started he knew him or whatever like just from seeing him all the time would talk to him give him some food and shit and like every morning he would bring him a, like a biscuit or a bagel or something. Um, and then one morning he goes out there and he's like, Oh, he's not here. What's up? <clears throat> and, and my dad, like, I guess saw a cop and was like, Hey, you know, this dude. And they're like, yeah, it's like, well, where is he? Like, do you know what happened? If something happened to him? They're like, Oh yeah. He froze overnight. He's oh, like, 
shit. He's like, damn, that sucks. And since then, my dad's fucking cold as shit when it comes to homeless people. He's like, I'm not making an emotional attachment to anybody. That's so sad. It is sad. Um, But, like, my dad gave him blankets and shit like that, you know, like, my dad. That that was, like, the one homeless. That's, like, the one, like, homeless person that my dad, like, every single day bring him something, like, anytime he saw him, gave him whatever. I I don't want to go too social, social, economic, whatever, but... I mean, some of these homeless people are like, you know, like obviously somebody that's nice and just really had down on their luck and were forced to be in that situation tend to be the people that you have a conversation with and are like, yes, I'll help you out. Whereas a lot, unfortunately, that being a fraction of the amount of people that have bigger issues. um, There's a lot of mental health issues. Force them into that that don't necessarily allow them to have a conversation with you. Yeah. For and sure. that sucks, uh, especially because the system just doesn't fucking help anybody. I, I say that as if my dad doesn't like help homeless people now. He still does. Like he'll give, he'll buy him food or whatever. But um, I, I don't want anybody to walk away from that story thinking that my dad's like fucking cold as shit and like just won't give anybody anything. Here, so here's the other thing, because uh, I, I just because we're talking about this, because um, I being in Atlanta since I've been back, I I tend to if I am able to, I would help. Um, obviously on the case by case basis when it's, you know, somebody that comes up to you and is like in your face versus somebody that's like, Hey, uh, I just need some money. And it's like, I, w- I remember walking out of a bar on, uh, in downtown and I had, I had money in my hand yeah because I was, uh, I, I don't know, I guess we were about to buy drinks and we we're going to a different bar or I had it for a cover or something, but I had like, I don't know, like $25 in my hand. And the guy was just standing out there asking people, and I was like, and I was already kind of drunk. And yeah. twenty five dollars to me is, you know, I'm not bragging. Like it's a it's a lot of money. Like that's a food for a week. But for you, know, you was, maybe. Well, you know, it's food for a, you know, it's it's a decent amount of money. I'm not trying to downplay twenty five dollars. It's two trips to Taco Bell. Sure, <laughs> two trips, twenty five bucks for me. I mean, I, I spent. Damn, dude, you're going all out. I, well, I, see, I get. Yeah, number seven, right? Which is a chicken quesadilla meal. Comes with a taco. And I also get like a cheesy roll up. So that's like eight bucks. Right. So I guess it's it's a little bit closer to, it's actually three trips. But I mean, like if I go with Charlie, you know, we're spending like, <laughs> like 13, 14 bucks. So I had, so I had two and a half Sorry. meals at Taco Bell for you. Yeah. In pretty my much. Hand. Yeah. And I was drunk. And obviously all that money was just going to go into me going to another bar. So I just gave him everything in my hand. And and I I shook his hand and then he walked off. Yep. You know. And I was like, well, if anything, he like, just helped me from spending more money on beer. Like, Hell yeah, dude! Heroin. Let's go. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that's the thing that happens. And maybe they just are targeting drunk people. Twenty five bucks fucking bought him a nice little, <laughs> nice little ball little, of little heroin. Rock. It's not a rock of heroin. Well, I mean, if it's if it's heroin, who knows if he's even going for heroin? Well, I'm saying, you know, heroin is probably the most cost-effective drug sure. that you could buy, like, on the streets. I mean, it's you get a little little balloon of it for probably, like, 20-something <laughs> bucks. So you're going out buying 20, 30 heroin bucks. I mean, it's, you know, do what you gotta yeah, do. You go on Reddit, you figure out the prices. See, the problem with heroin, right, is it fucks, it, like, not only is it super addictive and can kill you, right, um, it's also, like, I don't know. You see somebody who's on heroin and they're just fucking like zonked, like beyond, like, like their body stops functioning. 
Have you seen layout. somebody on heroin yeah. personally? Well, yeah. Um, I've seen like not like face to face, but like I, I've seen them on like on the street. I can definitely oh, okay. tell that they've been that they are on heroin. Yeah, I, I would. I guess like track marks up their arm, and they're just like I guess sprawled that's a out. Like fair assumption sometimes, little. but also it's you know it's televised pretty well. I mean, if anything. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's like dramatized. Like your body, like shuts down for the most part, right? Like because you're just in your head. But yeah. it's like the apparently it's like the most euphoric feeling ever. And meanwhile, like you don't realize what you've like thrown up on yourself, and you're like just in like the most awkward position ever. But you don't feel anything because you're just like in this like this place of just pure euphoria. I need to find out what that movie is. <clears throat> um, but. Meanwhile, you got like cocaine, right? Sure, uppers. Yeah, like cocaine. I would never do it, but it actually seems like an interesting thing, right? It's only ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes long, the high, but it, you're just like fucking zooming the whole time. You know so much about all this shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, here we go. Candy. It's a Heath Ledger movie. Um, has to do with drug addiction and stuff like that. But it's like a love story. Good movie. If you want to watch that, it's very okay. sad, but yeah. Good movie. Um, but like, I mean, ayahuasca, right? Like, you take ayahuasca. Sure. How do you take ayahuasca? So that's that, like a. It's a drink. It's like okay. So it's a mix of a root and like a, another plant. So right? not so, related to um, peyote, which is like a smokable thing. Yes. So um, so ayahuasca is DMT, but the the vine that you mix in it actually contains the DMT. But then um, there's another plant that you mix in with it that uh, that blocks the inhibitor that breaks down DMT. So your body actually has to process it like for real. So your body makes a certain amount of DMT naturally, but you also have the opposite um, the opposite to it that essentially breaks it down before it like Gives would you get an you effect. Or yeah. Something. So um, your body naturally produces it, and the more DMT that's in your body, the more your body produces that, and then it shuts it down pretty quickly um uh, so if you drink that essentially you go on like a five six hour long trip where you're just like shaking hands with the devil and kissing god and shit like that right like you're seeing like angels and demons and hallucinating of some sort yeah i mean and like you immediately throw up shit in your pants like like you were just you go to fucking outer space you see aliens you see the light Right, you see a whole bunch of that people talk about. Like you see, like geometric shapes that are alive, and like this weird, like all this weird shit. Um, But then, if you smoke DMT, DMT it only lasts like I think it's only ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, But it feels like an eternity. But you know, like you go in, and then after what feels like forever, it's only been ten minutes. And then you have no like negative repercussions afterwards other than like your own mental like psyche. So like your body completely recovers from it immediately. Like you don't feel hungover. You don't feel like shit. Mm -hmm. You just feel like you did before you did it. Um, Now you're, you may be like all up in your head now. Like, Oh my God, like I, I just saw the devil and he just choke slammed me into the floor. (laughs) And I want you to like, I don't want you to do drugs like that, but I I would love to hear you recant us with a tale of your. A lot of people don't remember it because, like, it's so. Yeah, like people like so. I guess people remember it, but you don't like. There's almost 
anybody I've ever heard describe it say it's like sort of an indescribable thing. Like there aren't really words to explain it because it's not necessarily like it's not necessarily anything that you can compare it to like with with words. Like I don't know how to explain it because I sure. don't because nobody else who ever does it can explain it really. Sure. So it's like you see. It's also part of the club, as like to be able to understand. You have to do it. Yeah, sort of, right? But it's like, you know, people talk about seeing, like, Jokers or whatever, or, like, the Joker, or a Joker, you know, like, on a card or whatever. Like, I guess is what they call it. But it's like this, they say it almost, it's almost like this, uh, not necessarily antagonistic, but it's like this, um, this energy, like, this being, like, pure energy that, like, makes you, like, feel like things or right? like makes you like you go through like all these past events in your life or whatever, like in some way. And like, it kind of brings light to like your positives and negatives and shit like that. And there's one guy who I was, who I was listening to on a podcast that was kind of describing his. And he was like, he said that his trip was terrible. He'll never do it again because of it. But basically he, um, he, uh, he did it. And he said that, um, uh, the entire time, like the devil, just like had his face in the sheets and he said that he was literally just like on his knees with his face on his bed. And he said that he just, that that's basically the whole thing that he remembers is that the devil just like shoved his face into the ground. And I'm like, yeah, that's, seems a little too intense for me. Um, speaking about all this reminded me of this, um, interview I heard with this author, Michael Pollan. Um, and he wrote, uh, he, wrote a whole book about it's called um, how to change your mind. What the new science of psychedelics teaches us about consciousness, dying addiction, depression, and transcendence. Like the, that's the name of his book. Um, And it was, it's the whole book about experimenting with psychedelic drugs and the benefits of them and the side effects, all that, all that stuff. Basically uh, more or less a book talking about why these things should be decriminalized and things like that on top of just what the benefits are yeah, uh, compared to like, you know, the total opioid epidemic and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he, it's even funny cause even part, part, I haven't listened to the interview in a while, but part of the interview just talks about how like some of the excerpts he can't even like, he had to pull a bunch of stuff and some of the like interview based stuff he can't even talk about. Cause it's really, it's like, he, like saying you did these drugs is like criminalizing yourself <laughs> in a way. Yeah. In- but incriminating. It's yeah. Incriminating. That's right. So, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's interesting with that. I would like to read that book on top of just, I mean, one getting a greater understanding, but two, just in the, uh, in the craziness of, you know, the politics of it all, yeah, something to have a, have a better, a greater viewpoint. Something super interesting is that, um, they find that like mushrooms, right? <clears throat> Psilocybin is something that you can use it to rewire your brain. So they, so it's actually decriminalized in, um, in Colorado now. Psilocybin. Yeah. So like, uh, like magic mushrooms, right? Sure. Uh, <clears throat> so people are, they're running like tests on, veterans with ptsd mm-hmm. on like on how it re like they're basically rewiring their brains to sort of get to like get rid of the ptsd i guess to some extent or yeah unwanted stress <clears throat> and yeah and and it um same with people who are addicted to opioids stuff like that right and um that's and i was talking to to charlie recently and i was like that's one that i kind of want to try 
<clears throat> like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, like, hero's dose, right? Like, I don't want to take, like, five grams. Sure. <clears throat> but, you know, like, eat, eat like, a, like, a top, right? Or, like, a, like microdose, <laughs> I, right? I Just see how. The, don't you eat the <clears throat> stems? You eat all of it. it the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, you know, there's some amount, like, the, people microdose. Sure. Basically. To experiment. Well, like, all it does, it, it kind of, like, heightens your awareness sort of deal and, <clears throat> um, it's like it apparently it helps with memory and things like that. Like like people out in California will just microdose like all day long, right. and it's just sort of like maintaining some amount of like brain activity. I, I guess it, it maintains some amount of high, but it but basically it just makes you more aware of like what you're doing. And you're kind of it opens up your cognitive like I don't know just the way that your brain sure. functions, right? Mm-hmm. And mushrooms in general are good for for your co- for like your brain. Um, but that's something that I would be interested in doing. I wouldn't do it ever. Never. Mr. FBI agent. I would never, I ha- I definitely actually haven't. Yeah, we only do, uh, legal drugs. <laughs> I Kratom. What? Kratom. What is Kratom? It's like, it's a plant-based like opioid type thing. Right. But it's, oh, okay. it's something that a lot of people that got really popular because it, um, it's legal for you to just buy it over the counter. Um, but essentially it, it kind of works on your body similar to opioids where it, um, like for like back pain, it's good. Um, then I guess there's like different quote, like apparently there's different strains or whatever that sort of like with weed that like give you an energy boost or will help with your cognitive uh, ability. So you can just think better, clearer, sure. I, uh, but kratom is very addictive because it is like an opioid that, right. but people use it a lot to get off of opioids. I'm just imagining. So have you ever been to a dispensary? I have not. Okay. I, I've been to a place that was, it was like not really a dispensary. This is like, it was cause it was Georgia. It wasn't like supposed to be, you know, I don't know. It's not like a shady place, but it was like some sort of, I don't know. I would like to explain it as like a vitamin store, but with, uh, inhalants and hallucinogens and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I just imagine like in like whenever, if they eventually decriminalize drugs and things like that and, and whatever future that looks like, just walking into like a corner store or something like that and just having professionals give you like this whole layout of, Oh yeah, you take this if you, uh, if you're feeling, if you have stomach problems, but you also have a problem with, um, cognizant learning or something yeah. <laughs> like like, like it'd just be a, a a professional like a sommelier of all the drugs. So like I, I I hate to say this because it freaks people out, but like I I I envision a world where you can go to like a CVS and buy heroin, right? Sure. Like it it's if if it's produced by by like I don't know if the free market's able to open, then you won't be buying stepped on heroin that's cut with like insecticides and shit like that right yeah, so that kills you so it's probably cleaner for you it's better for your body it's not going to kill it won't kill you i mean it's better and, for your body in you, the ways that well the, uh, as, as shit mixed i was gonna say it, it's better for your body than that right sure. than what you can get now um and then you also have essentially pharmacists right they're like this is the amount mm-hmm. right like you do not take more than this because this will kill you or take or like you take it here and we watch you, right? Like that's right. where they like. I think I don't. Is it Portugal? I think Portugal legalized yeah, they did. like pretty much all drugs, right? 
Yeah, and it's like, uh, and the, what they and they have really, they're yeah they're coming up with the model for what a lot of people believe which should is, be global. which is great. Like I mean, so you go in to basically a heroin pharmacy. You yeah. go in, they give you, you buy a dose, they give it to you, and then you take it there and you stay there, mm-hmm. and they just monitor you. Yeah, just the system. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. They, they don't focus on treatment. It. Is the is the problem that we yeah. have in this system? Well, yeah, but it's like they just sat back and were like, instead of throwing all these people in jail and ruining uh, like our country one one life at a time, they literally just went, "Oh, we can help these people," and you know, in the, in in this step process, we can at least guide them to do it semi responsibly. Yeah, and also work on you know the addiction and and, yes. and the therapy needed for the people like why are they doing these drugs how what situations have put them where where were they here and actually helping somebody from the ground up instead of just throwing them in a jail or a uh what do you call that uh rehab or something yeah, like so that something that i've always found interesting and i, I heard this a long time ago and I, i've i don't know i imagine it's somewhat true um i don't know how true it is but um, I've heard this on multiple occasions, but that when uh, soldiers were in Vietnam, a lot of them got addicted to heroin because it was really popular in Vietnam. And they have is it heroin or opium, or is that the same thing? The same thing. So okay. heroin is made from opium. I've just I've just heard <clears throat> opium. Yeah, is always the term. so so there's a bunch of like opium, like a bun- bunch of like poppy fields and shit like that out there that basically everybody do- like everybody is was it, doing. So opium is heroin. What opium yeah. is heroin? Yeah, heroin. Heroin is made from opium. Okay, <clears throat> um, but basically, what ends up happening is all these guys because they're so depressed, like they're fighting this never, like this war that they know they're not going to win. Like their best friends are getting killed by people in the trees. Sure. Right, like they don't like at all times they could die. Like at any time they could die. Like they're constantly fearing for their life. So it's such a shitty situation. They go and they start doing heroin mm-hmm. uh, to cope with it. Um, well, then you find out that then they're like, okay, you guys can come home now. But anybody who's taking heroin and has it in their system, I don't know how long it lasts in your system, but like anybody who's doing heroin, if you come back and you test positive for heroin, like you're going back or you're not coming back if you have tested positive for heroin. Hmm. And the second that everybody sees that that light at the end of the tunnel, pretty much like it became extremely easy for them to get off heroin. Which goes to show you that there are a lot of underlying like situations that lead to heroin usage. Now, um, that obviously opens up a lot of discussion. Like, why do people do heroin? Like, why are they using opiates in general? Like, there's some there's some amount of underlying stress that tends to lead to somebody using heroin. Um, and it can you. Like, is there a way to get people out of those situations? Like, I don't know. Is there a way to change that they're they're thinking so they're a bit more positive so they're not as likely to do it, right? And um, and it kind of brings up the the question: like, is is heroin physically addictive, or is it more of a mental addiction, like a crutch? And it could. And it's probably it definitely it has some amount of physical addiction to it because you know there's obviously there's a lot of physical like involved in it. So like it reduces pain, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some amount of, um, of mental addiction involved in it where like, if you can get out of, if you know that you're about to get out of this really shitty situation, or you know that there's a way out, then you're probably less likely to continue using it. If that's what it takes. Like, I don't know. Like there's some amount, like apparently it's not the hardest drug to get off of. It's not easy, obviously, especially if you have a mental dependency on it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, and this isn't like I like I have a family member who died from from heroin usage. Um, started with pills and then went to heroin. She couldn't get pills, but it's like you know, um, so like I, I don't I don't take it lightly that it is obviously deadly and is very addictive. But there's also you know some amount of um, mental involved in that as well mm-hmm. that's probably um like I, I don't know there 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 is some way i think that you can adjust somebody's mental like mental to to help fix that and sort of get out of it but i don't know what that is it's obviously different for each person but if there's some amount of like counseling or like, like i don't know put throwing somebody in jail isn't going to help right because the second they get out now their life's ruined because they have a felony heroin charge mm-hmm. and now they're, they can't get a regular job. So now it's way worse. Whereas, you know, if you focus on treatment as opposed to uh, sending somebody to jail, then you actually could yeah, possibly treatment instead of punishment. Yeah. You could actually try and break somebody of their, of their addiction and of their um, dependency on it. And, and I think that I know in Pennsylvania, there's a, there's a really big push for it uh, for treatment over punishment um, which is great, and I really hope for the near, like in the in the near future, that we get to a point where every state's doing that, right? That they have treatment officers as opposed to just enforcement officers, right? That actually special that actually specialize in drugs and specialize in like dealing with those situations. Um, I think that that would be a good step in the right direction and would help lower violent crime like via a drug war, mm-hmm. like whether it be the cops committing violent crimes against the people or uh, people committing crimes against other people because of drugs, um, decriminalize it, legalize it, whatever you want to do. Um, but it, I think that the war on drugs is a big part of why we have this culture of violence in the inner cities. And it's definitely part of why um, families get broken. You know, like a lot of, Absolutely. a lot of, a lot of men and women too go to prison on drug charges, whether they're trumped up or if they're just, I mean the, the fucking minimum, um, the minimum sen- sentencing laws are horrible. I mean, you can get arrested for having just weed. And like, even if the judge is like, I don't feel like you deserve to go to jail for 10 years, but because you have this sentence. amount, we have to, we have to give you at least 10 years. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's not justified. Yeah. I think, think the drug war is a big, is a big sort of propagator of this violence and leads to a lot of the strife that we're having now. Um, not, not only that, but also allows for like cop outs for the police. Right. So like, Oh, he had drugs in the system or, or he had these drugs on him. So we had to, act swiftly and right uh, you know it's it's a strike yeah and and it's so funny like this this has this doesn't necessarily have too much to do with it kind of does but like i love seeing pictures of like the cops standing with like an ounce of weed like all circling the table like oh we got an ounce of weed and a couple guns and like 150 bucks i love those pictures too that get edited and it's like them all standing around a bunch of gay porn or something. Yeah. Well, I, so, uh, in my libertarian groups that I'm in, people will share those and be like, you guys know what to do. Right. And then you go down and you just look at all the comments. Just people like, like you do like just shitting on them so bad. Oh, yeah. 
or like it, it's hilarious because like oh you found uh, oh 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 job job well done guys you saved us no yeah. more drugs in you the got, you got the weed no more drugs on the street good job jeez yeah um but you know I, I think that there's some there's definitely some things that we can strive for uh, as far as to to help prevent violence uh, via police officers and executions you know. Yeah, but it's not. It's definitely not something that's going to happen overnight. No, it's definitely for sure. a long, long road. What's funny is uh, I heard for a, for a while that people felt like Donald Trump because he doesn't care about weed. Why would he care about weed? Sure. Like what? What? What does that do? Like what? Who's a harm in the grand scheme of things? Like we we've seen enough studies now that it show harms, that it harms his wallet. Maybe not his. It harms the wallet of the people telling him what to do. That's for sure. I mean, like Congress, right? Congress more than anybody. Um, I mean, the tobacco lobbies. I mean, the, it's <clears throat> it's the same with like vaping, right? Where they they have some amount of incentive to to not like vaping because tobacco companies are lining their pockets, and then weed, same thing. Paper companies. I mean, well, the whole big, re- big pharma. <laughs> yeah, definitely big pharma. I mean, the whole like the whole reason why marijuana is illegal. Is because a guy who owned a newspaper also owned the same, also owned the company that they got the paper from, and hemp was a much better paper product right. than trees. It was a lot more sustainable, a lot mm-hmm. cheaper, um, and it turned basically. He was like, "Okay, we gotta fucking demonize this so we can make it illegal." So basically, they took they he conflated hemp and marijuana. With the, the as, lettuce. Yeah, as the same thing, right? And he actually is the reason why it's illegal is because he wanted to maintain his paper empire. Yeah, but that's a great example of what's going on today. Just blown up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy because he also owned the news. So his newspaper, yeah, he could write whatever he wanted in it. Yeah. it. It is. I mean, and then you go and you fucking look at you go on to Fox or CNN and it's just all these pharmacy companies promoting shit. You got uh, like Boeing, like why, who the fuck is looking to buy a seven fifty a seven forty seven? Right. Right. Like nobody, nobody's going, it's because they basically shill for the wars and stuff like that, or they just don't talk about them and it allows Boeing to continue to build planes for, for the war efforts. And right. Raytheon and shit, you know, like you just see, you see these companies. If you guys go and watch like some, some news channel, just pay attention to what ads are on there. Cause they're not making money off the ads. That's just them paying for something. So there's a paper trail for why they're giving money to these companies. Sure. Or to like CNN and Fox. Fox definitely has a bunch of pharmaceutical companies, like a ridiculous amount. But yeah, you guys just, just pay attention next time. So you can see what companies are bankrolling. You can see the way they spin the stories based off of who's bankrolling their companies. Yep. Um, but yeah, you got anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Uh, nothing that leads into what we're talking about. If you want to spin a different way, I can do something. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> well, what's the, what's the next story about? So I can try and make a segue. Oh, okay, it's about the new uh, MLS's back tournament. Um, so, uh, oh, did you hear that George Floyd had coronavirus? Really? Yeah. It was really crazy about coronavirus. It fucking shut down our country for about four months. 
it's really weird. Like all the sports went away, economy kind of oh, tanked. Damn. If we were producing this shit, we would do really well. Like I would really love for some sports to come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got news for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> the dumbest name for a tournament ever <laughs> called MLS is back. Nice. And and so anyway, yeah. So sports coming back slowly. Um, and MLS had a big campaign for coming back. They're going to do all of their games. Uh, it's like a three or four day, a four day, but it's over like two week period of games for every team in the, in both conferences to play. Yeah. And they did a random draw for who gets to play and it's totally rigged. Because it's like it's definitely either a ratings thing or they just like they want more people to watch. Because they got like the big names are playing yeah, against each other in the group stage. They got L- uh, Galaxy and LAFC sick. in the same group. Um, us and the Red Bulls are in the same group. That's huge. Um, yeah, not to, like it, it. It's just every I I could all the rivals to are together. Yeah, it's you. It's pretty much every rival is playing against their rival. That's cool. Just in the group stage. And then they they'll have like best. I think it's like the best team moves forward, or best two teams move forward with a third place person moving forward, like a wild card. Yeah, and then they go into like the knockout, or whatever. But they're doing like the whole tournament in Orlando um, before they go back to regular season cool. and like everywhere else. Um, and the regular, so like the the beginning rounds are all going to count for regular season. Hmm. So I don't know if they're going to do. I guess they're going to use those scores from the group stage to add to the regular season to then finish the regular season, I guess by September um, to get the tournament like on time or like, you know, the MLS cup on time, Yeah, which is interesting. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's funny to see uh, like, Oh yeah. All your favorite teams are playing their immediate rival in the first two games. If not the first game. This is interesting just to get everybody kicked up and excited. So, um, NHL. NHL. Uh, and related news, NHL is coming back as well. Really? July 10th, they start phase three of their return, which is basically just training sessions are going to open back up again. So teams will get to train and uh, practice um, uh, so that they're going to be doing their training camps, right? And when, then is after- the, when is the NHL season, basically? Is it just winter? Uh, or is that- you'd think I would know that. Because I, I remember, I think this. I think it starts in October. Stanley Cup is during summer. Okay. Um, so they start where- regular season late and then finish in <laughs> early summer. So they're actually looking at doing a 24 team playoff format. Oh. So they'll just figure out the Stanley Cup there and then they'll start the next season when the next season should start. Um, so uh, that's going to be exciting. I can't wait for hockey to come back. Um, what I'm interested to see is how they all deal with it. Because uh, there's also like all the, on top of all the regulations on group attendance and things like that. Because obviously, I imagine there's going to be some form of scanning people in and making sure people are healthy. Or uh, who knows how much they can hold up on that. But not to mention all of the, especially with the NFL and I think the MLS did a better job, I think. But as far as like the protests going on, um, like the NFL was like, oh, if anybody is like they're allowed to kneel like off the field or something during the national anthem, but if they do, they're going to get a fine and a suspension or something. And that's, of course, 
voice like allowed a lot of voices to come up and be like, well, fuck that. Like I think the Falcons coach was like, I'm a, I don't care if you kneel, I'm gonna kneel too. But like MLS is like, ah, do what you want. You, yeah, it's 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 totally allowed. So that'll be interesting to see in the news sphere of all that. Don't think it'll be as crazy, but I'm sure it's gonna hit the news cycle hard. Well, it's not gonna be as exciting. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's already happened in the past, so it's not as it... Yeah, but it happened in the past, and Colin Kaepernick got fucking dragged over the coals, and now it's well, no, a, so the re- deal. So, people didn't like it because of what he was doing. But uh, me personally, I didn't like it because he was doing it to make money, because he fucking sucks as a quarterback and doesn't deserve to play for any team. You think it was just a ploy? I I don't necessarily think I think he had intentions behind it, but then once he realized like oh shit, like I could probably make money off this. Like he got a huge deal from Nike, which is whatever. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, do your thing. If you can make money, make your money. Um, but he was on the outs anyways. Mm-hmm. He was not going to be playing for much longer. At best, he was going to play the rest of his contract, and that was it. Um, any team who takes him is just pandering because he actually fucking sucks at football. Really. He's terrible quarterback. I guess I don't watch enough football. To, no. he, I mean, like he. I mean, I know there. I know who the greats are. So like, I, he wasn't even. He wasn't uh, even like in the top. The he wasn't even like the top twenty quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like he actually is really, really a terrible quarterback. Couldn't can't stay healthy. He did. I think it was him or uh, Cam Newton or somebody that was extra. Like they were going around to different camps. To he did. He did? Well, he he went to like a... He did the Falcons camp, I think. Yeah, he, he tried out for a whole bunch... He like practiced for with a whole bunch of teams to see if they would want to pick him up, and everybody said Is he not no. picked up? No. And if somebody does, like they're talking about it or whatever, like I saw something that was like, yeah, if they were... It was a joke. But yeah, if a team really wants to stand in solidarity, they should hire Colin Kaepernick. Well, I saw that thing about... But no team, no matter how woke they want to be, are going to waste or are going to like lose a season for picking him up if at best he's going to ride bench and people will get pissed off at it. But I mean, like my thing is, you know, same thing with just the whole black lives matter movement in general. Like I'm sure that, so I've kind of changed my tune on black lives matter. Do I, I do think that they, they probably people higher up in the organization probably do have like a plan, right? Like they're like, we should do these things, these things, whatever, but you don't hear about it. Um, he, Never once in all the interviews and stuff he did was like, here are the things that that I'm fighting against. It was just police brutality against black people. Like, what what good does that do? Like, what's the metric of success? Right? Like, how do you know if you're actually doing a good job of raising awareness or blah, blah, whatever? Um, but you know, I I just hate when people are like it's racism or it's because he kneeled that he got fired. That's not why. He got fired because he brought a lot of negative attention, which, I mean, I guess that's sort of the same thing. But then he didn't get picked up by another team because he fucking sucks. If he was a really good quarterback, he it doesn't matter how much negative press. They would have kept probably, him. Yeah, he probably would be the most wanted at this point. Like, the thing is, is like, Drew Brees, right? Mm-hmm. He said the thing about the flag, whatever, because people were burning the American flag. He's like, I will never, he's like, I don't, he's like, I, you don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Basically is what he said. Um, well... Like he's getting a bunch of shit, and they and if they do any sort of like sitting him on the bench, it's gonna be for like two games, and then the Saints will be like, "Ooh, fuck, right. we're losing games." 
Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Maybe we should play him. Right. Because. Well, because they're going to make decisions based on money and well, based on. Yeah. On success. Yeah. Like they want to have a successful season. They're not going to sit Drew Brees just because he made some opinion that was looked at as negative. If Colin Kaepernick was worth a shit as a quarterback, he wouldn't have been fired. And if he was, he would have been picked up because somebody would have been able to, because that would have been a huge steal if he was worth a shit, but he is not. Therefore, he will not play on a football team, and he definitely will never start not, start again. Doesn't fucking matter. Hmm. He's trash. I'm trying to see if there's any news about him. Eight five hours ago, Trump says he absolutely would support Colin Kaepernick getting second shot. Well, yeah, he. That's I just mean, a headline from Fox News. I'm not trying. But to I mean, he can say that's what he said. But 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 he can get a second shot. He's already had it. He already went and did training camps with multiple teams and they all he's, laughed at him. He's definitely making waves even with this. Cause well, of course it came back. Another thing that I chargers saw, coach crazy not to have Kaepernick. I'm going to fucking pick him up. Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Go ahead. Throw your season. I'm, I'm not, I, I, unfortunately I'm reading shit that I don't know. So I hate to just spout it out. Yeah. Well, so, um, something that, that annoyed me, um, Charlie has a friend that she went to high, high school with and she was good friends with her and, she lives like overseas now and doing whatever she does. Um, I guess she's studying abroad in Germany or something. Cool. Um, well, she like, she shared something. It was a tweet. It was like, uh, you guys are crying about people burning like buildings or whatever. But from what I remember, you guys went and burned all your Nike stuff when Colin Kaepernick kneeled. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. cause that's the same fucking thing. Cause it wasn't people burning their own shit. Right. Like it wasn't people who were burning things that they owned, like burning jerseys and like, yeah, because that's because that's the fucking same thing. Yeah, going and burning somebody else's personal property is the exact same as burning your own, for sure. I mean, I can see the connection. Like, I'm not I'm, obviously I'm the connection is fire and yeah, and property. Those <laughs> yeah. are the two connections. I know. The difference is is, to draw is the line is somebody the else's property versus your own property. Well, this is where the conversational, um progressiveness should happen you know where it's like shit sure uh, there is a line there to draw in a greater aspect to have just a one-off uh one-two punch slam dunk on twitter you know you can't necessarily like dissect that and be like oh this this person's a fucking idiot of course sometimes you can't but like uh some kind of dunk that somebody makes on twitter is it's not necessarily like what they're what well, they're just branding themselves like that. Obviously, somebody that's like a celebrity or something is a little more like uh, aware of what they're posting. But uh, like at the same, like I'm just saying, somebody saying uh, a one-two side thing, yeah. you know, you can't like attack them on it because of course anybody's allowed to say anything. Yeah, you know what's funny is um, you want to know how I'm more like even temp like even tempered, and I'm not as like aggressive on social media. I had a message typed up to respond to to the thing she oh, shared. Oh, to this, okay. Yeah, and I was going to say, didn't they own the stuff that they burned? And uh, she would have got really pissed off at me. Well, you probably would have had a long back and forth that wouldn't have got you anywhere. Yeah, but, but I I sent Charlie a text with a screenshot. I'm like, should I send it? And she she probably like, said, fuck no. Well, she she was like, she's like, ooh, she would get so mad. I was like, she said, but she said it'd be funny. I was like, yeah, I was like, but I mean, she is still technically your friend. I was like, and that's not fair to you for me to put yeah, her in a situation and, and, and where she has to hate me. It sucks to put a filter on yourself. And I'm racist. But like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, it, obviously, you don't want your, because I know you want 
to, this is like the toxicity of social media or trying to front your thoughts and your activism in a post, you yeah. know, because you're just going to have some long argument about something. And of course, when you can have a conversation over DMing or something that maybe not so public, you know, even a public one, obviously you're going to get a rash of ideas, but it's just going to be for the most part, hostile and volatile and things. So it's like, is that the best way to like, I mean, you could, I, I would totally, I, I feel like you commenting on her thing would be definitely more of like a, she would just see it as an attack yeah, and it would not, sure. it would not result in a conversation. Whereas like maybe DMing or, you know, having an actual conversation, but some people, some people don't want to have a conversation I, I about a snarky. slam dunk, you know? I just want to be snarky because it was funny to me that she shared that and I'm like, cause those are not, those are not the same. Um, but well, um, I don't know. Like uh, how to navigate is very uh, interesting. Like, like here's something kind of related to, to what you just said um, about like some people aren't there to have a conversation. They sure. don't want you to call them out or whatever. And like our buddy Maurice, love him so much. Yeah. Right. Um, this is I'm not if he's listening. I don't want him to think that I'm like talking shit because I'm not. <laughs> um. But, like, he posted this story or whatever about, like, some amount of racism, right, that mm-hmm. he said that he's dealt with. And I said, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Kissy face, right? Like, as, like it was just, like, a sarcastic. Oh, so like, this is something a, you actually did. Yes, like, a sarcastic joke, just, like, basically. Yeah, that didn't. I'm sure that was not coming across Maurice right. didn't even say anything bad. He liked it. And then his uh, sister comes in oh and is no. like, like, who the fuck are you? Like, basically, like, got really pissed off at me, yeah, right? She and, doesn't like, know tried who to call me are. out as racist, basically. She doesn't know who and you I, are. And she, she said, just sees a white guy in a profile pic. Well, and she she said, are you serious or something like that? And I was like, and I just commented underneath it. I said, so I'm going to let you go back and look at my post and tell me if I was being serious. And she deleted the comment. I was like, okay. It's like, all right. Well, she and, probably asked Maurice, and Maurice was like, oh, he's playing around. Yeah. Which, that's the thing, though. Sometimes somebody isn't going to, maybe the brother-sister thing worked out there. But if it was somebody they don't even half know, they're going to fucking attack you well, uh, what's uh, funny over is, hellfire. What's funny is, um, I hate to say this, but I did it because I saw her going off on white people on his post. Oh, God. So I was like, like shut up, Maurice. You don't know what you're talking about. You did it. See, the Kissy thing face. is, it's it's a it's a game to play. No, it is, and and that was at a point when I was like, I really want to just fucking rile people up. Like, I wanted to be a shit poster, and that was sort of my goal. And I just wanted to have a conversation, but start it with like some amount of aggression because I was I was calm and like I wasn't hot headed about it at all. Like, I what Maurice posted was pretty shitty. Like the thing that happened. But shitty to him. Yes. You don't mean like he no, posted no. a shitty thing. Yeah, no. I mean it, it was shitty what he was talking about, like what happened. Yeah. Um and I just saw her just like like basically all caps, like just going after people, like tagging other people, like come get this man sort of shit, right? So I was like, all right. I was like, don't don't be like that. Ugh. And it was funny because I was going in like calm head. I was like, I know that anything she comes at me with, like, I'm not going to be affected by it because I'm not it, actually upset. It all works. It, that's just the thing. However, that is to. my friend's sister, and it's pretty shitty of me to do. But, but that's what I'm saying is, like, I just thought it was funny that I funny. could say, "Go back and you tell me if I was being serious," and then she just deleted the comment, and I really liked that. 
Yeah, because sure, it, you, it gave you a little hit of dopamine to be right. It did, which is what a I'm bad saying, thing to what, want dopamine from. But. Well, but that's what I'm saying is that's the toxicity of trying to, you, like, sure, it's fucking free speech. Say whatever you want. Um, but, like, especially in the heat of the moment or especially when somebody is looking for people to shit on or has the, uh, like, good intention to defend their beliefs and their posts. But it's like jokes can get especially sarcasm, you know. Well, yeah. But sure. not even that. Just having any kind of thought, you know, especially like even two level-headed people can get like it can get so ugly over some like two people that believe in the same thing. Yeah, for just sure. Just because it's misconstrued on a fucking Facebook post. It, yeah, and and I'm not gonna lie and say that I didn't intentionally make it look like I was being an asshole. Like, obviously, there was some amount of me trying to be that guy and to get the response. Well, yeah, and that's good that you recognize that, but it's Which also... Which is not the right thing to do, obviously. Well, yeah, but at the same time, that's what I'm saying. You can say whatever the hell you want. Everybody's allowed to do that. Obviously, if you're speak, speaking hate speech, you are going to get called out, and you will have to deal with that. Um, But, like, obviously, you coming from a place of, haha, you know, is is fine. And it's also fine because Maurice, the person who was the author of the post, knows and it's fine. But then somebody else will come in there and be like, oh, fuck, look at this idiot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was um, it was definitely a shitty thing that I did. But also, like you said, I got that dopamine hit and I'm like, mission accomplished. Yeah, that's a whole other problem. I don't know how long we're going to go on that. I don't know. You can go however you, however long you want. Well, yeah. It's, uh, I've already said that enough. Like, saying I don't, it's just people dunking on people on Twitter, and, you know, and it's funny. That's basically what Twitter's for. But, yeah, it's not, like, that's where I was against, and I don't think I said this, but, like, the blackout posts, you know. Sure, it's, like, solidarity, and you show, or I don't even like this word solidarity, but, like, showing your... Uh, with the movement of whatever the hell, but it's like, it was like, you know, it, in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, sure. You are bringing awareness. You are doing this with good intentions, but it's like, are you also just getting something out of it? You know, like instead of like doing that post, why don't you go and protest or donate or do uh have some other form of activism? I don't know. Yeah, going um, a little long. I don't want to also get canceled. Well, not, it, it doesn't really. It doesn't exactly sh- serve a real purpose. Sure. Well, other than I understand the activism, I understand the awareness, and that's good. And obviously, when you can't do something, obviously, if you're broke and you work three jobs, so you can't go out and protest. Yeah, making a post and having a sharing a story is a good way to spread awareness. Um, Until you I, basically push off every bit of information that people are posting about the the protest and then it actually causes more harm than good for the cause sure but like to that end i mean it's the post on there is the awareness and i feel like the the result that it should help is the conversation started and the conversation being had in the capacity that you can have on a social media post you just hate to see it from like these these like privileged white bitches in college who are like, like, look, I'm doing something good. I'm posting well, a black sure, square. Sure, that's the that's the poster child for people that hate people like that. Like that is the thing you think of when you think of an idiot. Yeah. Um, but that's not even what I'm talking about. It's just like, 
I don't know. It's I the idea is sound, but to do it for the oh yeah, I'm a part of the trend yeah. or uh or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the conversation being started, the story's being had, the progress of the conversation is great. And that's I think the point that should be had. Something that I'm seeing posts. something that I'm seeing a lot now is um what I'm assuming is intended to be like a Black Panther like fist, like all these profile pictures. It's like a black fist that's just like the hand. Sure. Um, I think really all it is is actually um, repurposed like Che Guevara, like the fist thing. Yeah. Um, which is uh, funny because I'm pretty sure that anybody who shares that probably doesn't actually know who Che Guevara is and what he's done to uh, is it Guevara. 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 I just always heard Guevara. Che Guevara. Che Guevara. Either way, it's we both don't. It's enunciation. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's funny because people don't realize what they're actually what that actually is, and that makes me chuckle. I mean, it's when it, it, that's a whole other thing with symbolic things because it can be repurposed. Obviously, somebody's not trying to spread communism when they're talking about Black Lives Matter. No, they're sure, there is socialism. That's what that's what Che Guevara was. He was socialist. Well. And whoever started it, that's probably sort of what they were going for, right? Is like, well, that's socialism the, that's the standing understood along, thing. standing uh, with Black Lives Matter. And then we didn't even get into this; we don't have time to. But the whole Chaz thing is funny. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle, nope. where um, all these. Uh, it's a bunch of Black Lives Matter people and possibly some Antifa people. Um, basically, went and took over like a seven, a six or seven block radius on Capitol Hill and put up barricades and kicked out every all of like the politicians and shit. And basically, they were like, "We're seceding. We're our own company, our own country. We are the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, otherwise known as Chaz." Right. Interesting. And there's this guy who's like a SoundCloud rapper who's now like their leader. And he's uh he's self he's the self proclaimed warlord, which oh, wow. is gonna look great in court when they finally take him to court for it for destruction of property and Jeez. leading a revolution. Um Warlord's probably not a great name to use. Yeah. Um but basically they were like How quick did that shit get shut down? It hasn't. It's still going on. Still going on. Yeah. So wow. basically, Seattle was like, "Take it. You can have it." Like the police were ready to like fight it off, right? They're or ready to like at least maintain like the buildings, right? And then they were told from the higher ups, like step, like stand down, leave. So they're like, okay. So they left, and now they uh, first thing they did put up borders, and they've got men walking around with rifles, oh, like AR-15s, just walking around. And apparently this dude, like... I assume there's some sort of in and out. Well, there is now. So they were supposed to be an autonomous zone, right? Where they were supposed to have, like... Self-serving. Self, like, self-sufficient, right? Like, they had gardens, all this shit. And within two days, they ran out of all the food. They went and they broke into people's apartments and buildings and stuff, right? And, like, they're stealing everything they can get their hands on to eat and whatever, right? And they're dispersing it, right, to some extent. Um, giving it to people and after two days they ran out of food um and then the fire department came in and like helped put out some fires and like emts and shit like that so like basically we're subsidizing this new country which is fine 
It's fine. You can help up and coming countries, but the problem is they were designed to be autonomous. And um, that didn't fucking work. And yeah, now you've got this like a rush job. Now you've got this leader who is um, basically ruling with an iron fist and like tons of people is, or not tons, but people getting their asses fucking beat for dissenting and shit like that. Right. So like, it's already like God. this socialist, like dictator communism sort of thing going on where the guy at the top gets all the protection and is beating the fuck out of people who disagree. Like it's a, it's a pretty big mess. And it's just funny that like, these are the guys who are like no borders, no guns. And like it's their whole like fight, right? The super left progressive yeah, by fighting it with now now the first experiment. First thing they did throw out borders to keep people out that they don't want in, mm-hmm. uh, and then walk around with weapons to protect themselves. <coughs> it's pretty funny. I'd like to follow that story then. Oh, how the turns table! <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just it's just funny. Uh, it, it's very hypocritical that they don't that this group would advocate for removal of weapons, but now they're like, weapons, please. Everybody who has weapons, you're now our army. Well, they have to defend that belief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody should have their own guns. I agree. <clears throat> yeah, but it's a it's just a weird situation going on up there. I'm shocked that you didn't hear about it. Oh, is that, <clears throat> is that pretty recent? Um, Like in the past, like, week or couple weeks wow yeah uh, but they're totally talking about like my radar it's just it's funny because i've heard other podcasters talk about but they're like yeah you know you've got like when the protesters in michigan were all armed and they went to the state capitol <clears throat> just to protest the whole lockdown right like the the way that it was talked about was like these these this group of white people with weapons are attack basically marching on Capitol Hill like it's not good right like talking about it like it's racism and like just this really bad shit right and then now you've got CNN and MSNBC talking about how this is like a peaceful group of people who just took over a a section of a city and are now this autonomous peaceful like loving group of people who are just creating this trying to trying to create this system where they can all live in harmony blah blah blah. and you're like okay like this is way worse than the guys just marching on capitol hill in michigan with weapons without causing any sort of harm i think the 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 antenna or the alarms going off necessarily when people reference that now with the the white people with guns walking in or whatever. I think it's, they're drawing attention to the fact that nobody stopped them. Nobody tear gassed them. Whereas like protests going on now, it's like fucking, yeah. Arm yourselves. No, I, I, I the whole I'm just reason, drawing the connection like, between like what you're talking about, the way no, it was. I know, I know why they're talking about it now. I'm just saying at the time when it happened, sure. They were talking about how, how awful this was and how, you can't do this, stuff like that. But now you've got this situation and there's praising it, talking about how they're so peaceful and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, these white dudes who literally didn't destroy anything, didn't take over anything, they just walked around. Not even just white people, there's black people there too with guns. But you know, you just go and you just walk around with your guns and peacefully protest and you're in the fucking devil. But then you've got people who actually take over an entire like six block radius of a town and kick all the people out, and then uh, now it's, like, that's peaceful. That's okay. It's a different time, I guess. Yeah, like, two weeks. 
two weeks yeah, difference. It's amazing what can happen in two weeks. Actually, what it is is that they have some amount of slant because they can't talk shit about Black Lives Matter is probably the biggest thing. Well, that's what I mean by two weeks later can change a lot of... I'm saying that even if it was without George Floyd happening, if this happened just randomly, it probably wouldn't be met with the same amount of... You don't dis- think? It wouldn't have been met with the I don't same mean amount of disdain George, George as... George Floyd igniting, but... Obviously, the continued protests going on that are well documented in the media. I would like if the like saying George Floyd thing, but say none of the protesting was going on at this time. Yeah, you think it would still be talked <clears throat> about the I, same way? I don't think that they would have had the same ability to do it, but I do think that it wouldn't be met with as much like hate and like fear mongering as the. As the guys walking around with the weapons uh, on Capitol Hill in Michigan, I don't think that it would have been met with the same amount of like fear. Well, yeah. Um, Who knows? It's I, impossible we, to tell. Obviously, we will never know. But um, I just think it's it's funny. But essentially, uh, if we have learned anything from this, it's uh, walk around with with like guns if Protect you're going to protest. Just just have them. Don't use them. Just have them and be ready. But also, but like also. Protect that, yourself. Don't wave it around like it's like, your yeah, motherfucking. Of course. I mean, don't you know, madman or something. Don't just buy. A, don't just buy a gun without training and knowledge and understanding how to use it. Yeah, there's, that's definitely worth saying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, but I mean, you gotta. I mean, they don't get attacked because the cops don't want a bloodbath. Whereas these protests, like all they have are rocks and bottles, and they're still winning. I mean, the protesters are still beating the cops for sure. Yeah, and, and or did when you say beating, I mean in a peaceful way. Well, no, I mean, like, even even sure, like when it got violent, like, the cops will push them back, but they're still destroying the precincts and shit like that, right? So, like, I think that it's funny when people are like, oh, your AR-15s can't stand up against the police's, like, tanks and their weapons and shit. And, like, to some degree, you're probably right. But also, like, look what people with rocks and glass bottles can do. I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe we should remind the politicians that they work for us and that... Yeah. Um, they should actually probably be afraid that we would kick them out of office. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said that there, every now and then, there should be some amount of revolt and reset of the U.S. government. That was the plan: is that there were there were laws in place and rules in place the to hinder the U.S. government so that they could not become what they are now, and they are no longer paying attention to those laws and now have military basically have a standing military in the United States that can be utilized against its own people whenever they feel like doing it. Right. Um, uh, maybe we should remind them, like, hey, you should be fucking scared of us. We're not just your puppets. We don't just fucking work for you. You work for us. Or right. you should work for us. And the level of organization in which that message is carried definitely will make a difference. Yeah, I mean, whatever. And that continuous... I don't know. The whole uh, point, the whole point of protesting, the only thing that protesting actually shows is... Um, this is how many people are uh, disagree with what you're doing or are for this cause. Just so you know, this is the amount of people that are ready to like fucking get violent. Yep. I mean, it's basically a show of force without being forceful. It's a peaceful show of force, and I think that that is um, that that's pretty much the only thing that that do it you, accomplishes. Do you think? Obviously, that's why it works. Obviously, subtracting the amount. Obviously, I don't know how much we want to buy into that, but. The amount of voter suppression and things like that. But if, with the stats being read about how many people did not vote in the last election, right? 
Do you think with everything happening now and the education hopefully happening at the same time can really throw this election cycle? No. To make a difference? I don't, I don't think so. Like, say, no kinds of crazy corruptness as far as voter suppression and whatnot. You don't think... So the amount of people that you see in the streets protesting the police officers, I can almost guarantee you that like, there's a large portion, actually, that are pro-Trump. And then, um, not a large portion, but there's, there's enough people there that are probably pro-Trump to some extent that just saw, like, this is actually pretty fucked up. You think they're pro-Trump or they're pro-Republican? Whichever. I mean, it's all the same, right? Well, some some people, uh, I would imagine, there is a they're going they're going Republican shit. Well, they're going to vote for Donald Trump because he's a Republican, or they're going to vote for Donald Trump because they like Donald Trump. Sure. Um. So Donald Trump is actually, uh, like, I don't know. I, I I think that there's probably way more people sitting at home than have been out in the streets that are, um, pro Trump. Um. That are going to see this and be a bit more energized because they're like, we do need more cops. So Trump is probably going to get a lot of votes for off of that. Then also, um, the people that you see out there protesting, they're not going to go out and fucking vote. Teenagers well, don't vote. Well, uh, people our age, the don't large vote. segment of the population that is possible, like can vote, right? Yeah. And I would imagine a large segment of the population, like sure, there's a lot of younger people as well, but. Like, that amount of people, if, say, okay, I guess I can't even say that because it's not even real to just say every single one of them will vote. Only but, only a fifth of the population currently votes yearly. Or currently votes So I guess what I'm asking is, elections. do you think that fifth uh, stat will be increased? Possibly. But I also think that it'll go both ways. It's not, I think it'll probably be a pretty you think even. more people won't vote? I think no. I think that more people will vote. I'm saying that, but I think that it will be on both sides of the party line. You mean like yeah? I mean, relatively speaking, like it'll be people that are going to vote for Trump. Like more people that d- didn't vote this last time will vote for Trump because there's turmoil and they feel like Trump is the best guy to do it right now because he's pro cop and pro military, right? So he's going to end up doing. People are going to end up more people that didn't vote this last time are going to vote for Trump and okay, vice I versa. You. I get you. I think it'll probably even out pretty. So maybe a, a greater voter turnout, but on either side of the ballot, probably pretty close to it. I still think that Trump's going to win again. Um, but really the, the real person who's actually going to win is Joe Jorgensen, libertarian candidate. <sighs> I would like to agree. She's going to win. She's got it. Easy. Easy money. She's the only one who actually has any sort of plan to fix this issue. I haven't heard Joe Biden say a word about how you can actually fix the problems. He's just like, look at me. I have the best fucking black, like, helpful voting record out of all the people in the field right now, which is horseshit because he fucking created the 90s crime bill and, like, all these drug all these drug laws, he was pretty much either fucking wrote it or was part of the committee that wrote it or was voted for it, right? So like, he's a piece of shit. He's a fucking liar. He's always been pro big big government, pro police. Like he he's out here fucking flexing just because he's got dementia and probably forgot that he voted for those things doesn't fucking mean that he didn't do it. He's still a piece of shit. Who? It's the one thing too that I keep saying uh, about Joe Biden is the people that are defending him saying. He has a speech impediment. He has this problem. He can't yeah. discredit. And I agree. You can't discredit somebody with 
their own problems. But when you go back and, and like you say all the facts like that, it's and you like with no mention of uh, his inability to speak. You know, it's interesting. And then where's the defense for him then? Uh, be, well, oh, I'm the, better than Trump. No, the defense is I was the vice president for the first black president. That's his whole thing, right? He's just right. coasting off of that. Um, didn't say a word about when more black people were arrested under Barack Obama than under Donald Trump, right? Which is not like it has anything to do with the president, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to... they. Stats like that tend to be blamed on the president, which is fucking stupid. Or the administration. Or yeah, the administration. So, I mean, it's like this, it's this whole like, fucking rigmarole. Like, you you can't take the good and then not get the bad as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... I don't know. Uh, Barack Obama gave, gave people in the inner cities free phones. Sick. Gave them health care that fucking is way too expensive for anybody to afford. Sick. I mean, it's it's a lot. I mean, a big a big reason why the maybe cost... we should move to this auto whatever. What? Oh no! Fuck that, Let's dude. Just move there, man. Fuck that. We'll figure it out. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> My dad was like, you know what this is showing? I was like, what? He said it's it's showing the failures of of anarchy. I was like, I guess, sure. I was like, well, actually, what it's showing is is the failure of uh, anarcho communism. Like more than anything, he's like, no, anarchy is always going to have somebody who rises up and is the leader. It's like, sure, maybe. I mean, in Perhaps. the in the comic book called Anarchy, sure. Not that there actually is a comic. I'm just saying, like in the story of the cartoon that everybody takes in when they think of the word anarchy. Like I, I don't know. The problem is, is that it was started through force. Therefore, it's going to maintain itself through force. Like, if you can get to a point, which will never happen in our lifetime, but where people actually have some amount of cognitive shift that leads to people all kind of agreeing, like, hey, we should all be voluntary and live life voluntarily. And kind of everybody has, like, sort of con- like contractual agreements as opposed to, like, implicit contracts, right? Like, actual, like... Or laws. Yeah. Like, everybody in a, in, a, in a community agrees to these rules and has to agree to them yearly or whatever. Um and then people talking about like, oh, without cops, what do you do? Like, I don't know. Like, like there's a there's a guy on the radio. His name's Eric von Hessler. He's a libertarian in, on radio uh, in Georgia. He's like, you know, he's like, you get rid of cops, or he's like, he's like, you demonize cops like this, and all the good ones will leave. And there's all and there's always a private sector to just about anything that you look at that's uh, that has a government sector. He said, so you'll get the good ones going to private security, blah blah. blah. I'm like. Okay, like where's he going? Where's he going with this? He's like, and then all you have are shitty cops, and then basically everybody is just this continuous cycle that's just going to spiral out of control, and then we're going to have only bad cops. I'm like, why can't you just take it to the logical conclusion and realize, like, oh yeah, there's a private sector. Perhaps all the good cops will go there, and then people will maybe get together and basically pay for private security for a community mm-hmm. as opposed to just like. I don't know, expecting the shitty cops to protect them, right? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe you can take it to the logical conclusion and see that hmm, maybe the private sector can do it better. I don't know. Who knows? Um, like, who does know? We don't know. All we know is that, typically speaking, the private sector yeah, tends to do better. Well, and also traditionally, it's something that, it, <laughs> like, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, I, I mean, in the setup that we have now. Correct. I mean, so I, I don't know. I. I just think it's funny to go back and see, like, you know, 
I used to talk about, you know, getting rid of the cops and it was this insane concept. Now you got people on the left talking about defunding the police and that's fun to me. Well, it's the same conversation as like uh, the libertarian uh, clickbait. Or it's, what about the roads? It's the, it's, exactly. It's the exact same conversation. Private companies build the roads. The government just fucking pays them to mean, do it. I didn't mean to trigger you. It's horseshit, dude. I didn't mean to trigger you. Those I'm just like, saying who, it's the same who's, conversation. Who's going to build the roads? I don't know. Maybe the same fucking companies that do it now. Just because your stupid brain only sees in black and white doesn't fucking mean that it, there's no gray area, shithead. <laughs> Fuck you. That's the problem with this world, though, is the binary thinking. Is that, sure. like, just because George Floyd was not the best person in the world in his personal life, right? Like, I mean, he's obviously been arrested for things in the past, drugs, whatever. In a system, though, I mean, uh, okay. All that, I'll, all I'll that aside, go. right? So, as far as binary thinking goes, right? Then people who are supporting the cops are like, "Well, then the cop was fine because George Floyd is a shitty person." But then people who hate the cops are like, "Well, he's obviously a shitty person because he did something wrong." Uh, George Floyd is George Floyd is a saint. It's actually the truth is somewhere there in the fucking middle. They can both be shitty people, but the person who's wrong is still the cop, right? Because right. the cop was the one who who enacted. Uh, the fucking death blow. Right. Whereas George Floyd might have been a shitty person, probably was, and actually, from what I've seen, is not the best. Was not the best person in the world, but he is definitely no saint to fucking hold up as a martyr. Like he, he was not a good person. However, neither was this fucking cop. But this cop was the one who did the bad thing in this situation. You have to look at things situationally. Just because somebody's bad does not mean that they were wrong. Well, not to mention the system in which two. Uh, less than great people existed, and what the situate, how the situation, what it resulted in, is not something that the system, like that's not how it works. Like it basically, like arresting somebody and bringing them to a court of uh, peers and whatnot, you know, and having them judged and in the appropriate channels or something like that is the way it should go. Obviously, hearkening back to the system itself is fucked up, you know? Yeah, for sure. But In I, I just, whichever way possible. But. I just hate the binary thinking. I like, understand. I'm just because the government has always provided something does not mean there's no other way to do it. Just because somebody is bad does not make them the wrong person in the situation. Just, like... Everything is situational. You can have nuance to your views. Well, it's like, it, it's also the good and the bad. Who who decides the good and the bad? Yeah. Usually the person it's who subjective. is deemed. Yeah. A lot of times it's subjective, and that's that's why there's nuance to issues. It's not just you don't. There, nothing is black and white. I don't want to say it again, but just because George Floyd was killed in this horrendous way does not make him a saint, and just because George Floyd was a shitty person does not make him at fault for what for dying. Or for being killed by the police. The whole, like, that's just an example. Well, yeah, people and, have this and, issue and, with cognitive dissonance all the time where they're like, you know, just be like, just because somebody did something bad in the past does not mean that they're wrong or did something bad in a specific situation. Like, I don't know. Like, just because, like, I, also I, the I same as, saying. like, somebody can, like, here, here's a biblical example Jesus, right, is a saint. Right in most, in at least most people's eyes, right? He was a good person, like never really he never sinned, right? Um, but then he goes through and fucking destroys all these banks, right? Like he goes and starts flipping tables, right? And people, subjectively speaking, could have looked at him and been like, "That's fucked up. Shouldn't do that." But like that—that's him doing something that's ne- not necessarily good, but like bad, 
in the eyes of the bankers at that moment. Um, but that doesn't make him a bad person in general, right? Like you don't, you don't blame somebody for their worst, for their worst moment. And then basically get, get rid of their good moments. So you don't, but you also don't do the same, like opposite. Like you don't just look at somebody for their good, like this one good moment and then think like all their bad moments are gone now. Sure. Like you got to take all the situations in like together, right? Like it's a whole conglomerate. Like there's this mosaic of people, right? So like, (laughs) like I've done, I've done, I've done shitty things in my life. I've also done good things in my life. I hope that all the good things outweigh the bad things. And I try to do my best to, to be in the right in situations. Like you can't blame somebody for their worst moment. You also can't just look at their best moment. Like uh, it's fucked up. Like nuance, bro. Don't be fucking left or right. Don't just be binary thinkers. Like try and see other options other than what's right directly in your face. And I think on that an hour and 50 minutes is long enough. This is two hours. Just about. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and I probably should have cut it um, about like three like three minutes ago before I went to like the Jesus metaphor because I feel like I lost it there yeah, and I got a little weird and squirrely. Like the, it's fine. Like, I think your point came across. Yeah, I just <clears throat> I don't know. Like it felt like I don't know. It's not the same situation as as the George Floyd thing, right? Because some would say that Jesus actually was doing the right thing because people were using predatory banking things against. Against the, the yeah, people, but, you know, and that, taxes and stuff, you know, the whole idea that you don't judge somebody based on something is, yeah, exactly. I, I, I that idea came across. All right. Well, at the same time, we're not downplaying the idea of what did happen in the George Floyd situation. Of course, it does bring to light the whole reason for the protests and things like that, which we support. So, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like I said, cop was in the wrong in this situation. George Floyd was not a saint, though, and you should not hold him up as such. Sure. Because he was not necessarily a good person in his personal life. But he was a person nonetheless and shouldn't be judged and be killed by somebody. No, yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, uh, thank you guys if you made it this far, because this is long. The longest episode we've ever done, I think. It didn't feel that long. It felt pretty long for me. It's also because I can see the fucking time. Yeah. And it's 11.10 p.m. Oh, fuck. Um, anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to Chip Tooth Podcast, episode number 61. Uh, patreon.com forward slash chip tooth pod uh, hopefully next week we'll have some patreon stuff for you it's a little too late unfortunately because we started late and then also um, we went two hours um, but thank you guys so much we love you um, and we just hope you suck just like the nice just <laughs> fucking give a nice nasty little blowy you know just suck that dick god See ya. Bye.